Finally, we are back. Good morning, Glasgow. Insidious Three. Hello and welcome to another episode of Scare Traducing, the horror podcast that is serious about series. I'm Callum McNabb. And I'm Gisela Martinez. And we are back. It's we been a back. couple of weeks. Really? It's been over a couple of weeks. Oh, Our- sorry, we had holidays. It was Callum's 30th birthday. Yep, Lots right. of celebrations, like basically a whole week. So that's one week. Yeah, our last episode <laughs> went online on July 21st. And that's the, t- the time when we went to London. Yes, to so we you. went to London um, with our masks and social distance. It was different. It was, it was weird. different. Yeah, it was weird. And, but, uh, you know, like, just being, like, in lockdown in one place for so long. And we just want, we don't want to risk going somewhere else in Europe because yeah. the borders day- are open and things. So, but we're like, you know what, let's go just kind of local. Yeah, I mean, it's what, a one-hour flight? An hour flight, but still, it's like, we're in Scotland, that's in England, and yeah. it's a bigger city, but for London, it was quite quiet, the hotel was only third, like, no, 10% of capacity, and it was lovely. Oh, it was amazing, uh, it's the first time I've been to London, and there's been space and things to do. The only problem is, with things to do, there's, like, the caveat of things that are open to do. Yeah. Like, you want to go to London and go to the West End, but that's all shut down. Yeah, I So know. that's not possible. But you want to go to London and take photos on the tourist places and stuff, go now because it's <laughs> empty. Like, it's Don't go now because that's just going to make everybody go back. Oh, go now because, what, the 10 people that listen to us, yeah, you, you'll oh, be fine. Oh, that's true, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. was not like we're going to move masks. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was really nice. Like, yes, like, I loved it. I think it's one of the best trips I ever had because it was so quiet. I had time to relax. Not, like, we walk around, but it wasn't, like, Oh, excuse me, uh, 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 mm. up and down, the tube was so empty, we saw a rat, uh, that's the only thing I didn't like, but... Because um, it's so quiet. Yeah. But yeah, so that's where we've been, that's why this episode is delayed, uh, we didn't watch the film until quite recently. Yeah, when we came back. Exactly. I think, um, yeah. I'm trying to think, other things that have happened in the meantime, we got a new review from Raising Hellier. On July twentieth, so just a day before uh, our sec- our last episode dropped, um, but I only found this when I was away. Um, five stars, so thank you to them. Thank you, that's that. so nice. <laughs> that's very nice. Uh, and they said that it's great that there's a movie podcast that's not longer than the film you're talking about. Exactly, bitch. That was one of my problems when we started this podcast and Callum like, no, 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 keep going. And like, no, Callum, this has to be short, informative, and that's it. And he's like, yeah. I mean, uh, we've got the short uh, part down. I don't know if we've got the informative part down. Yes, I'm quite informative. Okay. I don't know about you. Well, if you want to inform me then, because we're talking Insidious Chapter 3, obviously. Mm-hmm. Inform me of your score out of 
10, and then we can get into it. Okay, so my score for this one is 10! 10 out of 10? Yes. Wow. 10 out of 10. Wait a minute. So this is better than Silence of the Lambs? No, 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 no. Again, I'm judging in the so far in this series. I'm not comparing other things. Ah, okay. I'm comparing this. But then surely how does... does it, then surely the first film of every franchise should get 10 out of 10. Because if you're comparing it no, to a franchise that you haven't seen before. Yes, but I'm comparing like my experience. Mm-hmm. And then if I compare like with the other films I've seen, it's like, okay. But in the <laughs> other ones, like the first ones, it's like... Oh, yes, I like it, but mm, there was something missing. I don't know what it is. Right. But, like, this one. Okay. Like, for what I've seen, and there is one left. There's one more after this. There's one. I'm like, it's not going to top this up. Interesting. So, yeah. Right, well, that's kind of ruined my score a little bit, because I was all ready to go all in on this film. (laughs) Not like me. Zella's gone all in further. (laughs) I'm going with my highest score of the franchise today as well, but... 8 out of 10. Oh, wow. Exactly, yeah. Oh, wow. An 8. Great. I had crickets there. Crickets there. I had cricket. I had crickets in the last ones. Oh, well, I had this one too for you. Can I remember the lyrics of Hamilton? Oh, and the oldest and the wittiest and the gossip in New York City is Insidious Chapter 3. Um, but yeah, I, so similar to you, I'm pretty much all in this. Start auditioning for a cricket person. <laughs> a cricket person. Yeah. A cricket man. A cricket woman. Or a cricket woman. Exactly. That's why I say cricket person. Fair enough. But do you mean like a person who is half person, half cricket, or a person who has crickets, like a box of crickets? Mm, both probably. <laughs> both. <laughs> like I can be that cricket, and I can be the person half. Person, half cricket. You want to be half person, half half yes. woman, half cricket. Have you ever seen that in movies? No. Exactly, I can be that. Like a like a superhero. Or like a villain. Or a super villain. Yes. Probably be a villain. Exactly. It's too creepy to it's be too a. Too creepy. <laughs> it's way too creepy. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So basically, eight. anyway, off the yeah, way off topic. I am all in on this film. So send down to watch it, and I'm thinking, uh, the Insidious franchise today, the first one is. You know, it's good, but flawed. There's stuff I have problems with. Insidious 2 is interesting, but overall, I think, a bad film. Um, so I'm like, what? I wonder what this one's going to be. It's going to be something but something. Uh, and it starts, I like Lee Winnell as a director, based on his later films. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just think, like, I didn't have any expectations for this one. I don't know if that is that is that because the first like the, the especially first because one of I the like, second I one. I remember, yeah, I remember a little bit of the the first one. Yeah, I remember liking it, and then the second one, you to- we, we, you told me about like oh my god the combination of the conjure ma- he making the conjury and this one right. he learned and I was like oh that's so true and then can I just say uh, before if you listen to our Insidious chapter one episode uh, which Zell's mentioned there I didn't tell you I. Suspected, I no, but you kind of were so I, sure about it. And I you was sure, but it was based on my own theory. It we wasn't based on we any fact. In, and we were in bed, and you were like, "It has to because because of this and that." And, and I was like, mm, "I'm just there, laying down in bed, and just like, oh yeah, it could be like brainwashed by you." And then I was like, "Okay, I'm ready for this." And that. yeah, it was bad. So yeah, I kind of so didn't have expectations for no, the third I, one. No, I I. I mean, 
Yeah, that's fair enough. The only expectations I had was that I liked Lee Wan L's uh, second film after this, which is Upgrade, and then his third film after that, which is The Invisible Man from this year, which we both really like. Yeah. So I was I was watching it going, well, maybe there's going to be something here that sort of leads into... Hints that... Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's trapped by this franchise that he helped create. You know, he wrote the first two and stuff like that. Fair enough. But is he going to be able to just go, you know, his own sort of style? And I watched it, and all I had to think was, hmm, maybe James Wan isn't the horror guy that we think he... I mean, he's good. I, li- I love James Wan. I do. <laughs> I really, really do love James Wan. But I was maybe, dreaming, and then you said, like, maybe the James... <laughs> maybe Lee Wanell oh, is God. the key to all this. Because... Maybe. If you look at Lee Wanell's filmography, you're going to find... Where the fucking hell is it? There it's there. Saw, he wrote. Mm -hmm. James Wan directed. Dead Silence, he wrote. James Wan directed. Insidious, he wrote. James Wan directed. Insidious Chapter 2, he wrote. James Wan directed. The only, only, only thing he didn't write that James Wan has directed so far as a horror uh, things is The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. So that's James Wan free of Lee Wan L. Mm-hmm. That's what he can do. But Lee Wan L free of James Wan is Insidious Chapter 3. Mm-hmm. James Wan doesn't write. It's Upgrade and it's The Invisible Man. So you have to think great. what is the better... Is it The Conjuring I mean, and The Conjuring 2, or is it those three films? What do you place oh, higher? Because really the other ones, like they've the worked together. I love The Conjuring 2, but... but... Yes? I mean, Insidious 3, Upgrade, and Invisible Man... I haven't seen Upgrade. Are, yeah, but they're all three different films. Yes. And Conjuring and Conjuring 2 is the same franchise. And one, one idea. The idea that I loved. Yes, about the but, Warrens and but all that. it's also, as we've talked about, it's... James Wan doing his paranormal horror film Universe. with Patrick Wilson. Like, it's it's not so far removed from Insidious. It's yeah, different I, I stylistically, but it's not so far. Like, it's not like you it's could watch the two and go... It's not comfort zone. Let's say it's something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Who knows? Give me more movies. Yes. Come on, come on both of you. Exactly. Give me more movies and I'll decide. Exactly. <laughs> and you want his honest opinion? So important? So... Give me more. Um, well, yeah. But yes, I absolutely love this because movie. Because I love the Invisible Man. Oh, I love Invisible Man. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, like the amount of tension you get from this movie <clears throat> is insane. Like, you cannot have popcorn or maybe a drink just to, like, try to relax yourself. But no, it is... Ugh. Remember going out of the cinema and, like, coming out and I was like <gasps> like just stretching and uh, like uh, rolling my shoulders and uh, it was yeah, it was a thing <laughs> but well, yeah, we're not like, here to talk invisible yeah uh, we're not here so Insidious 3 yes and it's it's the only connection from the first two is Ellie the Elise, Elise. I'm, I'm really bad with it. I know. Again. Because she's not the only connection. <laughs> well, 
She's the main one. She's the main one, yeah. Okay, she's the main connection. Like, it's the first thing a girl appears on her door asking for help to try to communicate with her mom. She misses and she thinks the mom is trying to communicate to her. Yes, spoilers from now on, by the way. This is us oh, looking through the film. Beep, beep, sorry. It's fine. Yes. So, yeah. the, the so that's girl, the main thing. That's how it opens. Yeah. And this is set before Insidious uh, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So we're going no Patrick Wilson, no Rose Byrne. No famous people, let's Not say. really, no. Um, which I'm kind of gutted about because I love both Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson. But, you know, they're not in this story. They're not so, needed. in here I was like, ugh. Like, no famous people, low budget, probably didn't have enough. Low budget? Of, Budget's no, 11 million. No, no, no. Which is double the first, more than, than double the first one. That's what I thought, okay? I'm telling you what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought... Okay, we don't have the famous people, enough money to hire the famous people. Let's change the plot and mm-hmm. then put up another family, another hunting. And it was like, oh, I've seen this before. Like in a lot of franchises, they do this and uh, they change the story and then like, meh. It's the same, but a little bit different, like cheaper. Yes. That's what I thought. Okay, but in this case, it's the same, but a little bit more, but more expensive. Anyway. How about, well, let me just see what Insidious Chapter 2 cost. That was five million. So they go one point five million budget for the first one, five million for the second, eleven million for this. So they're going up, and the reason they're going up is because they're making money. Every well, day. I can't believe they made money with the second one, but anyway. So of course they made money with the second one. Everyone liked the first one, kind of. Yeah, and got, the second the one. Se- I the first be like, mm, that's it. That's no, it. I know, but people went, wanted to go and see it. There, I mean, fair enough. There's a fourth, so that so that tells me something. Anyway, yeah. so. The girl goes to Elise mm-hmm. and asks for help because I, she thinks the mom is giving her some signs and like she doesn't know and she be, she tells her I've been trying to communicate to her blah blah but um I don't know still nothing and then Elise reveals that she stopped doing that because she had a really bad experience going into the further um but she is like she sees the girl quite upsetting and everything. It's like, you know what? I'm going to try to help you. Normally I do it downstairs where like all my sessions are like... Yeah, the reading room. Yeah, the reading room yeah. and whatever. But yeah, I'm going to try. So she tries to go in the further and try to communicate with the mom. But she has like an encounter or something that scares her. And she's like, you know what? I stopped for a reason. Sorry, I can't help you. But let me tell you something. Don't go there. Don't try to communicate with anything. Because there's something there that is not your mom. Correct. And that's... Yes. I don't think that's when it starts. No? Yes. Is it? It may be. Um, I think so. I don't know. We don't yeah, watch a, it. I believe it is a cold open, like you say. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a cold open. I don't know. Anyway, that's it's, the first... It's credits and then that scene. Like, we get Insidious during the credits. Anyway, anyway. But the point is, yes, you get this girl who is told, don't contact your mother. What was the name of the girl? The girl is called Quinn. Oh, Quinn, Quinn Brenner. Quinn Brenner. Um, Quinn. And I like the scene. We don't see what Elise is scared of. We don't see what she has encountered. We don't see why she stopped. We're just told there's something bad. And, of course, you're messing with the dead. That's not a surprise. <laughs> Also, the girl reminds me kind of like Selena Gomez kind of vibe. 
She reminds me a little bit of, I couldn't tell you her name, but the main Haley in Modern Family. Oh, no. Well, for me, it's um, Haley Steinfeld combination with okay. Selena Gomez. I think that's that's how she's made. I don't know. Uh, her name, name is Stephanie Scott. Oh, well, Stephanie Scott, you look like Selena Gomez a little bit in... She started with Disney Channel, so... So maybe you you met Selena Gomez. (laughs) She's got a musical career, apparently. Anyway, that's not the point. Yes, so she is told not to to contact things, but uh, I think she does a couple of times still... No, she stopped. Does she stop completely? Yeah. But is it already too late? It's too late. Like She She already has tried. Yes, and like something is there. She yes. doesn't know the... Oh, my God, this scene. This scene. So, oh. you want to go... She has an audition. She's there. So, so, now we are just following her on her normal day, basically. Our routine wakes up. We know, like, the mom is not there, obviously. So, the dad is kind of like, help me here with your brother. It's only the three of us. Come on, like, where, where's the, like, um, the food? She, we get, like, she does grocery, needs to, like, get ready for school, and also the brother. She's trying to be an actress, and she has auditions. Like, her life is, like, kind of busy, let's say. Yeah, so she has an audition to get into uh, some sort of acting school. school. Yeah, yes. for universe. That's her only, like... That's her only plan, yeah, yes. Her only plan for life. And she auditions for... Do you remember? She auditions for James Wan. But I don't oh, think I don't, he's oh, not playing himself. I, I thought but. you were asking me for, like, oh, Romeo and Juliet. Ah, no, 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 no. Oh. When she's on stage in the theatre, there's two people in the in the audience who are telling her, you know, if you want to go again, or yes, you yeah. want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And one of them is James Wan. I know. I, and you told me that James Wan. And I was like, that little thing gets me creepy nightmares. Yeah, he's not a, he's not an imposing figure. I know. I saw him. I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> his brain must have been like, <laughs> you know? Like, it's just a little, little thing. Like, oh, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) The brain has all the mind nightmares and Um, traumas. And she, one, kind of fucks up the audition. But not, like, in a disastrous way. She just, I think she just forgets a couple of lines. Yeah, she gets nervous. Um, But she is also distracted slightly by a person in the back of the theatre or the wings of the theatre. I can't remember where. But she can see them in the distance. Well, when she's there... She's so nervous and says, Mom, please help me with this. That's it. And then after that... I knew she spoke to her mom, or tried to. Yes, and she looked back, and there's like a shadow of a person saying hello to her. Waving. Yeah. Yes, and you and can see the person it. is in like this... It's kind of square. Hospital gown. Well, I just see like it's quite square, and then the arm is really skinny. And but it's you see square the, because they're wearing a gown, and they've got a mask and on. And the hand home is really open. Yeah. So it's quite like a a cartoonish thing, but it's so creepy. But also we know that her mum died of cancer. Yes. So I think she's probably thinking that could be my mum. The yeah. hospital gown, the, the, the breathing mask. I assume that's what the film's trying to make you go for. Like, well, is that her And mother? it's really creepy. In that scene, I was like, you were like, what the fuck is that? Like, I was like, what the fuck? Yes, it's strippy. So. Do you remember what happens now? Oh, yes. This movie takes left turns every fucking ten minutes. Is is this when this with a friend talking about the audition? She's outside talking about the audition. She's outside the theatre, yeah. Yeah. She's saying, like, it didn't. That was was my only plan. Kind of like a hot dog stand or something like that, yeah. 
And it's like, you'll be fine. Like, don't worry. You'll see. No, but that's my only plan. I didn't have anything else. Oh, like, oh, well, I need to go home. Okay, see you later. And then she's just like, stands up. And then there's like a, it's like an alley where they are. It's on a road. It's outside. Yeah, it's yeah. on the street. Yeah. And then she sees the speaker. Again. Again. In the middle of the road. And saying hello. Was waving mm-hmm. again. And then she looks at it and suddenly. Yeah, she's knocked down by a car. Like, <laughs> I was like, holy fuck! I, remember, I was like, holy shit! I did not see that coming. Like, what the fuck? Like, it came out from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, what? Is this dead? Because you can see her flying around. Yeah, I thought that was And like, all that she stuff. dead? Like, who are we going to go with now? Because it's like 20 minutes in. So, she survives. She survives, but, however. Yes, like, she's all, like, with bandage. Like, she can't walk. The, the legs are broken. She's broken both her legs. Yeah. So she is now in a, in a wheelchair for the rest of the movie. Yes. Stuck in her uh, apartment, mainly in her bedroom, but also, you know, she goes around the, the apartment which she lives with, with her dad and her brother. There is a neighbour next door who she has kind of a small crush on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is there's the family, um, the, old the, the old couple, who the woman has dementia or something. Yeah. It's not really explained, but everybody just... You know, think every, it's crazy. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, she's lost her mind. Um, and that's that's kind of the world we live in. And then crazy shit starts happening when she's alone in the apartment block or in her flat. Yeah. It's kind of... This movie's kind of like Rear Window meets Insidious meets Audition meets <laughs> David Lynch meets The Exorcist. Oh, I remember you mentioned David Lynch. And... It's, I mean, it's as as good as a film that puts all of those things in a blender and just presses, you know. And let's see what we get. And they get something <laughs> really good. That is what, on a blender, that's what it says, isn't it? It's just yeah. Press the button. You just press that button. It says, it says B-R-R-R-R-P-F-R-R-R-P-F. What? What the fuck, Carl? Are you okay? <laughs> yes, I don't know, know what the button. Blender. I know. I don't know what the button's called. But it presses on, basically. And it just mashes them all up. <laughs> just for start or something. Presses start. It doesn't say blend. It could say blend. Presses or blend. Or says one, two, three, or like the, you know, anyway, the intensity. I don't know. Uh, and what comes out of it is actually pretty, inten- uh, pretty intense. Uh, so for, we get really good scares here. Yeah, so be- that's what I was, was going to say. For a popcorn horror film, now I don't really subscribe to like elevated horror. I hate that term, elevated horror. Cause it's that? Like, that's what people say, like, well, not people, critics and stuff, certain critics who basically don't want to call something a horror film, but want it because the horror film comes with, oh, all this junk. Mm-hmm. But I actually liked The Witch, or I actually liked Get Out, or it had a theory, a theme behind it, blah, blah, blah. It's elevated horror. It's hereditary. It's horror, but better. And you're like, it's still a horror movie. You can still just call it a horror movie. It's designed to scare you. That's yeah. its point, or to make you feel uh, uncomfortable. all uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, unsettling, like the episode on The Office. That um, Kimmy Schmidt character, what was mm-hmm. her name, that put this video and it's just like creepy things, <laughs> like black and white. Oh my god, so funny. Yes. Um, like the ring. Exactly. So anyway. I hate the term elevated horror, but the term that we mean is use is popcorn horror, which is, I mean, it's a horror film designed to appeal to as many people as possible in a way that something like The Lighthouse or The Witch 
or the Babadook. It's not. Yeah, like, it's there's no like, way that that's going to appeal to everyone. Hereditary, no chance. It's more like indie yes. or something. But they're both still horror films. Yes. But this one's designed to just get everyone in the cinema, get everyone screaming. Yes. Rarely does a popcorn horror film truly scare me. Oh. Truly. Like, it, they'll make me jump. I'll jump. Yeah. I love a jump scare. But, like, the film goes off, the lights go on, and I forget about it. Like, but it's done. But this one has... Oh, boy. Unsettling oh parts boy. and shit that it creeps me out. Like, this oh film really fucking got under my skin. Uh, yeah. Really got Same. under my skin. Same. To the point where you know I hate mirrors. If you've listened to this podcast before, I think I might have mentioned that. I'm not sure. Yeah, mirrors, think- don't like them. Don't like mirrors, especially at night on my own. Daytime, I can you know, it's fine. But nighttime on my own, I am not looking into that mirror. Fuck that. Yeah, because the Callum in the other dimension is evil. Could be. Could be there's something behind me. I don't fucking know. But I don't want to see it. Right? <laughs> After this film, I think you went to bed first and I stayed up and watched an episode of something or maybe Watchmen, who knows. But I, I, went, I remember going to brush my teeth after this film and I brushed them away from the mirror. <laughs> like, I was like, no fucking chance. Oh, like, there were so yeah. many images. There's a specific image, which we'll get to, that's lodged in my brain. Yeah. And I actually saw it that night, not, like, not for real, but, like, in my mind. Yeah. Like, I had a bad night's sleep after that. Like, it kept me awake. <laughs> which, sign of a good horror. This film fucking scared me. So, she's in the flat alone. Yeah. And she sees this thing again in her room. Oh, yeah, lots of things happen. So this thing sees her. No, sees her. This is here. She sees the figure mm-hmm. and then pull her down, pull her down the bed mm-hmm. and then start closing the door, turning off the laptop, the, all the lights, all trying the light. to make yeah, it yeah, really yeah. dark. I, I was freaking out there. I was like, ah, ah. it was horrible. And then you can only see the feet because you're seeing from her perspective. Point of view, yeah, yeah, she's on the floor, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? And she starts screaming and screaming. And it's, like, so tense. And the dad arrives, like, what happened? What happened to you? And because this thing took her from the neck. Now she damaged her neck and she needs to get, like, a, how do you call it? I don't know how you call like it. Like a neck brace. Neck brace, yeah. Yes. Um, and... But, but, like, she screams, I think, and her dad comes in. Yeah. And when her dad comes in, the lights all come on. This thing disappears. But we- she she also uh, speaks to the elderly woman with dementia down in the lobby. Oh, yeah. And she, that the woman reveals something about the man who can't breathe. Yeah, like, he's in your room waiting a, for you. Yeah, oh, that's what it is. She says that's he's, starts, yeah. he's upstairs waiting for you. And they're in the lobby, and their dad's yeah. saying goodbye to someone. He's like, hey, let's go back to the flat. And you're like, fuck that. I know. That woman just said, but then, obviously, she doesn't say that. Because if she did, the dad would just be like, she's crazy. She yeah. doesn't know what she's saying. But it is there. It is waiting it for is her. It. So this woman's sort of like, maybe not crazy. She's just gone too far. Who knows? Yeah, um, like, and we get a good scene later on where... She dies, yeah. The the older lady, and the husband sort of has a sort of heart to heart with the with Quinn's dad. Uh, I can't remember his name. Alex, I think it might be, but I'm not sure. Is it Alex or is Alex the brother? Mm, I think Alex is the brother. Anyway, he has a heart to heart and basically says like everybody just wrote her off. Everybody just called her crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I knew this woman my entire life. Like I was married to her. I and knew that her. actually makes me feel something. They're like, oh. Yeah, like, like, like we, everybody just said she yeah, was you fucking don't know crazy. Person, don't. Yeah, you don't know the person. I was like, me. 
that's so sad. Yeah, it was sad. Like, like it's well done. It makes me feel a lot of things. This movie. Yeah. That also it involves uh, uh, like a bail. Like a oh, queen's fuck. getting a bail. Like the dad's like, if you need something, just like mm. ring the bell and I'll be here. Oh, okay. And immediately I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I mm. know where this is going. So. Yeah, don't give bells. I know. So she's asleep and then she hears the bell and I was like, what? And I was like, um, and then the dad's like, did you call me? Uh, no, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, she said that, that annoyed that's me. First, that's the first scare. That was uh, when I, I shouted out to you. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I, I was know. like, just say it woke you up as well. Like, I didn't I fucking ring it. He heard it. He came in. And Not then, that he would believe her. but After the accident she has with the thing, and the, oh, she can't move the neck and everything. Now she's sleeping on, like, a um, living room, like in the sofa. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, please, no. Like, yeah. I won't. Like, I don't want to stay there. And she starts hearing things upstairs and you start hearing someone walking and like someone like dragging something and I think there's a crack on this like mm-hmm. she can see a crack on in the ceiling, the, the yeah. ceiling and then the dad is like I need to talk to the landlord because what the fuck and then he's like yeah nothing's happening here like nothing has been leaving around uh, up you like Nothing. It was nothing. But they go in the apartment. They see like steps. Yeah, footprints. Yeah, yeah footprints there. And they're like, oh, so see, so you need to repair this because someone's been like, oh, I don't know what happened. Like someone like maybe broke into this and blah blah. And then again, Queen's sleeping. She hears something upstairs, and somehow she gets transported over there. She like, covers she herself. Like, with a blanket, so she, she doesn't want to see anything. She, like, hides under the blanket. Yeah. And then she pulls the blanket off, and she's outside on a wheelchair. She's out in the hall. She's no longer in the front room. And then I thought, like, how, like is this in her imagination? I was a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. uh, is this real or not? And she, this man that can't breathe, take her into the room. It's so creepy. that This ghost is so creepy. That's, yes, kind of what happens, but I was really impressed with this scene. So, she... Uh, realizes she's a floor above. She's on the fifth floor. Yeah. In her wheelchair, and she needs to get to the fourth floor where they live. So she wheels towards the the elevator, elevator and she, as she goes, she notices that one of the doors is open, and she's like, "Fuck that!" And she wheels to the elevator. Yeah. And the way the camera is framed, and she's pressing the button, is that you can see the hallway all behind her, mm-hmm. and I'm expecting. Oh, the man who can't breathe or something is going to walk out of... Oh, yeah. It's going to walk out of that open door and walk down the hallway. Yes. And we're going to be able to see it because the way it's framed, she's sort of in the corner of the screen. Yes. And the hallway's... Like boom. a typical scene where you, yeah, like, you have can space see to the see background. something. Exactly. Yeah. And then it cuts back to the her pressing the buttons, mm-hmm. like trying to get the elevator. And when it cuts back, same framing, she's in the corner, hallway open behind her. That's not what we get. He's right behind her. Oh my god! That's, that's that so made me fucking jump. Yeah. That really made me jump because it's it it's setting you up for expectations of oh we're going to get a long drawn out scene of tension here mm-hmm. of him coming down this hallway that she can't see because it's behind her mm-hmm. but we can see. No, that's not what we get. We get him just boom. He just appears right behind her, and that's when he takes her. And does he like try and possess her in some way? Like he, he's trying to 
like track her in the room or something. Yeah, but isn't it the idea that he wants to be alive in some way? He's trying to break her spirit. Yes. And, um, and then this little thing, like kind of, you say audition. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I did mention it was audition, but I forgot that was here. Yes, he takes her into this room and then she's like trying to see what's going on. He throws her on the floor and then all of a sudden this fucking thing person <laughs> appears behind him crawling on the floor. It's a person... Um, but it's got no No eyes, no eyes, no facial features. Like its face is just a blank slate. It's got no hands and no feet and it just crawls along the floor. And I I said that to you. I said, that's audition. (laughs) If you've not seen audition, a Japanese film, it's a great film. Um, it's a bit, it's a slow burner. It's elevated horror. (laughs) Um, but there is a scene which is like it's straight out of this playbook. Yeah. Fucking hell. So I'm convinced that. Okay. And then the people that haven't seen that. I'm going to tell you kind of what version it is. If you've seen Harry Potter, um, The Goblin of Fire, I think it is. Right. When Voldemort is just like a baby, you know, all like, like all really soft. You can see like Voldemort is throwing into this like um, potion thing when Harry Potter, when they get the, the Harry Potter blood, then you can see like Voldemort all like skinny, weak, and that's how this person looks. Okay, I don't remember that. But anyway, she is saved because she screams and the dad hears her. Yeah, and the dad goes up. Yeah. And the dad starts to believe yeah, her. Yeah, how the that fuck did you get yes. here? And then they see the footprint and they, I think the thing jumps through the window or something. Oh, yes, it jumped. Oh, oh my God, it's too many things here. Yeah, so this is this is like the Lee 1L shot, right? So if you've seen Upgrade, Zell hasn't, but if you have, or if you've seen The Invisible Man... He loves to have the camera sort of attached to the characters. So, like, if the characters are looking somewhere, the camera, like, moves with them. Mm-hmm. And you get that shot here where uh, the dad goes upstairs and something's broken through the window. And he goes and looks out the building mm-hmm. and there's a man on the street. On the street, yeah. Below. But the camera is like a bird's eye view above him. Mm-hmm. And it moves with him out the building and back in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's attached to him almost. But then as he moves uh, in, Quinn, mm-hmm. she goes to take a look. And so the camera, like, shifts to her and moves with her back outside. Mm-hmm. And as it goes back outside, he's no longer on the ground, this dead man. He is the man who can't breathe. And he is yeah. basically all the way up the building, right below the window. And he grabs her. Oh, God. Yeah, and just he's trying to pull her down, and the dad is trying to pull her back yes. in the room. Oh, and that's what sort of gives the dad the caveat to contact someone. He contacts Elise, but she she basically gives him the same spiel. I'm not, yeah, I don't do no, this anymore. Don't do that. And so he contacts <laughs> Specs and Tucker. So basically, it's the, bro- the little brother, Queen's little brother, mm-hmm. is obsessed with this two guys that like solve mysteries. It's kind of like us if we get a ghost, we are like. Uh, BuzzFeed and Soul, can you come to the room? <laughs> but I do believe that. Well, something like that. Anyway. idea. So they go they go and, and talk to them like, oh, okay, we need to set up things. And we need, oh, we're going to put like a GoPro on Queen's head. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to monitor in all this thing. So uh, things happen. Uh-huh. And then we realize that these guys are a fraud. Like, they get scared, like, oh, no, this is a real thing. It was like, what yes. do you mean it's a real thing? Yeah, we kind of fake the whole Yeah, thing they have the technology, do. but they don't really know what they're doing. They're, I they're, know. They've never seen a ghost, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yes, as you say, they set up 
certain things and then the way things are moving and, uh, and she shouldn't be able to walk because she's got her legs broken. How is she walking? I think by this head? time she's already possessed. And then she breaks yeah, all yeah. the caskets, right? Oh, like, she breaks the cask, yeah, and she walks really weird. And she's trying to attack everybody, and mm-hmm. then they tie her up on the on a chair, and then mm-hmm. uh, yes, like a lot of things happen here. Nothing big, but well, the biggest thing is that Elise comes back. Yes, because Elise has spoken to a friend, and he uh, sort of talks her into it like you are stronger than these things mm-hmm. because you're alive they're dead you can help these people and um, you know you don't need to be scared of these things blah 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 you've got experience and she comes back that's like at least then comes to the apartment and says like i'm going to help you just as tucker and specs are about to leave mm-hmm. yes yeah, yeah that's and then that's when they have like a sort of seance type thing where Elise is going into the further mm-hmm. and then you know she sort of instructs Specs and Tucker what to do and that's sort of like the beginning of the the team setup that they have going forward. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first time when Queen goes to see Elise mm-hmm. and she goes into the further, she gets scared because that's the The Bride in Black. The Bride in Black. Yes, but we don't see that. And yeah. she says like there's someone waiting for me there. Says they will and kill says, me. They will kill me, mm-hmm. yes. And then here goes back Yep. And he's there. Okay. Correct. But she is like, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. You are dead. Mm-hmm. So I um, have power over you. So fuck off. Or something like that, she says. Actually, she says like that. Get the fuck out of here or something like that. Yeah, she gets she, really tough. Yeah, she gets a bit tough uh, with her. And then she sees her own husband who had committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And she sits and has a conversation with her husband. Yeah. And the husband convinces her to commit suicide not convinced sorry it tries to convince it tries her. yeah like come like you know what like just come back to me mm-hmm. let's be together blah, yes. blah. and she's like eh bitch she, she realizes my husband nope. would never say we'll that to never me. say that like, so it off. must be a demon in disguise it's the man who can't breathe but this is the sequence that to me is kind of david lynchian no you know in the most basic of sense not like the greatest mulholland drive ripoff you've ever seen but yeah. In terms of when she's walking down that initial corridor to find the man who can't breathe, she comes across other spirits, other ghosts, mm. and she talks to them. She asks them, where is the man who can't breathe? And there's the woman in the hallway who it's raining on her, in her door, somehow. Yeah. Um, and she answers, but doesn't answer the question. She says something, I can't remember. I, I uh, they're stuck in their own time or yes, moment. But her, so her response is cryptic, or it doesn't tie into what Elise has asked her. And then something like, but at I, least I didn't, wa- I didn't want to. He forced me. Something n- like that. N- At something. It's not, it's not even as base. It's not even as like it doesn't even. I don't even think it mentions him. Maybe it could. But anyway, yes. But at least takes it as an answer mm-hmm. and moves on. Yeah. Which is classic David Lynch. Like two pieces of conversation do not match, and yet the people in who are having the conversation act like it is. Yeah. Um, which I love about his shows, you're just like, wait a minute. Every and then, like, line, creepy smiles and stuff every like that. line needs to be explored because she asked, where is he? And the person replied, you know, I fucking want to eat an apple pie on Tuesdays or something. Like, just 
the most, you're like, what? And why is that person accepting you? Your first response should be, excuse me, that's not what I asked. <laughs> but in this other realm, I guess the rules are kind of like... Exactly, Callum. You know, they you've got a higher plane of understanding, etc. So, yeah, so it all sort of figures itself out. And she finds her, finds the man who can't breathe. Um, and that's when she sees Quinn's, like, almost doppelganger, the person without hands and, and feet and no face is Quinn. Mm -hmm. It's like half of her spirit. And the man who can't breathe is trying to get all of her spirit, Mm -hmm. which will make this into a full, fully formed thing, trapping her there, and he can then possess. So it sort of all ties itself back up. Mm -hmm. They have a seance, you know, there's scares, there's jumps, blah, blah, blah. Things go bump in the night. They resolve it. They win. Yes, because also the mom helps Elise to bring her back. Like, to say, like, there's someone in this room yes. that's helping me. Like, come on, help me. And then the mom says something on Queen's ear. Queen's ear, ear yeah, yeah. yeah, whispers into Queen's ear, yeah. So the Queen knows the mom oh, is there. Oh, I think, I think it's the old lady. Or someone tells her, like, the diary. Read the diary. And then they start de- reading the Queen's diary mm-hmm. and saying, like... Oh, they find, they find a piece of paper from the mum yeah, that the is mom. hidden there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so the mum comes back in yeah. the spirit world, helps Queen help. escape. Um, and everything's everything's good. Everything's resolved. She knows that her mum still exists in some form and is still there. Yeah. But it's told don't call, like she'll always be there. Just don't speak to her. Like she'll be there supporting you. Know that. I really like that part of the movie because everything like oh happens. Oh we're back. Mm-hmm. And then Elise is like the the tone of the movie now is nice. Mm-hmm. And then there was someone he- here that helped me. Is like wants to tell you a few things. It is like the crying time, like the mom, I mean, mom, the dad and daughter, like, well, Queen is there, they are there and like, oh, I miss you. She was always be there. She was there for your audition. Yeah, you that. see the audition. And then the you mom see the audition. There. Yeah. She always going to be there for the big moments. Blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it's like, oh, and you can see the mom there, like, really nice, just standing in and like, oh, I was yeah. like, and that's what you said, like, oh, this is nice. This is different. Like, oh, good forces, like, apply here. Like, oh. Yes, but I didn't think it at this moment. I thought it in the scene that comes next. Oh, okay. What's the scene? So then, obviously, Elise officially teams up with Specs and Tucker. Like, officially, it's done. We should do this as a a partnership. You know, I've got the experience. You've got the equipment. Let's do it. And they do it. And then we go to Elise's house in her bedroom. And it's nighttime. And the dog is there. And the dog is there, yes. I love the dog. And on the bed is her husband's cardigan. Mm Mm-hmm. That she sleeps with it. She sleeps with it. And, you know, she picks it up and she, I think she says something out loud to him. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. <laughs> oh, my God. Why we're not recording, like, a, a video when we're doing this? Oh, my God. I shot myself because I know what's coming. It's already in my head. <laughs> his Ella's phone is charging, so it's right behind me. Oh, God. Why amazing. do you have an alarm for 8.45? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so where was I? She takes the cardigan. <laughs> oh, God. That was so And that's amazing. when I said to you, I said, oh, this is nice. Like, this movie's ending on a, a, a positive note. We've got the positive family, and now we're getting Elise. Mm-hmm. Just, just like, I know my husband's there. She didn't get to speak to him because it was someone in disguise. But, like, you know... I'll smell it, and you know, yeah. still reminds me. Of it, and she, I think she says something out loud to him. And I'm expecting the film to end. Mm-hmm. 
originally I'm expecting a jump, but once I get the card again and she smells it, I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to end here. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. <laughs> Remember when I said the exorcist was in that bowl? This is it now. The dog barks. The dog gets up and moves to the stairway, which is pitch black. Yes. But we can see down the stairs, but it's just all black. But we know the door is open. Yeah. And the dog is barking. And Elise looks over. And we see what he's barking at. And oh my fucking oh God. Oh my God. This is the image that is lodged in my brain. Same. There is somebody standing on the stairs. But because it's so dark, uh-huh. you can only see their face. Because their face is pale white. Oh. It's like the face of Pazuzu from The Exorcist. If you remember the face of Pazuzu that flashes a couple of times throughout The Exorcist. Yes, it's like that. It's like that. It's not quite, but it's, that's what it reminds me of. Well, it and was, I have looked on Google to find this image. I cannot find it anywhere. Do you know what it reminds me? Like, spirited po- away the white just mask. No, because it, it is a person. I know, but something like that like can be just a mask. Yeah, maybe. White but like, I, that's what I mean. I've looked on Google for this image to the point where I was like, I need to watch that again, because did I just imagine that face there? <laughs> no, it's there, right? It is there. It's so fucking creepy, and it's just standing on the stairs, looking at her. Yeah. And the dog's by. oh my god. It's giving me chills just thinking about it. It's so fucking creepy. And then something else happens, which eh, I can give or take, but Hazella will fucking take. She'll eat that shit right up. <laughs> it cuts back to Elise, and all of a sudden... The red, the man with fire in his face, the red demon from the first Insidious. Uh-huh. Is there. Boom. Right behind her. Like, jump scare. Oh like, my right behind God. her. You, <laughs> it, like, just me there with your alarm, time's dead. Like, you fucking screamed. Oh, my God. I think I never screamed that bad watching a movie here at home. I think... Or definitely not in the house. I don't know about cinema, but definitely not in the house. I don't remember you screaming that loud. Oh like, you God. were all in on that it jump scare. It scared me so bad. Yeah. Because I was focused. Because You're focused on the guy on stairs. Yes, I'm focusing on that. And also, I was kind of like you, like, is that like a face or not? Because the uh, the light from outside uh, was kind of like reflecting sometimes on the screen. So I was kind of like... Let me see. And I was actually You're talking focused. about the light on our TV screen. Yes, on our right. TV. And I was like kind of trying to focus and like, yes, yeah, that's a face. But I wasn't I wasn't saying anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you, is that a face? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that a face? And then it cut and oh my god, like I lost it there. Yeah, yeah. you fucking lost it. Oh. And then serious, <laughs> that's it. And Calum just looked at me and like, oh my god, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so scared. Yeah, I, t- I, t- I think I immediately turned to you and was like, I fucking loved that. Yes, I wasn't I expecting really anything, it. and I loved it. Loved it. It made me jump. It made me uncomfortable. It reminded me of some great films, which I love. It made me think that Leo and obviously is going to go and have a great career. We already know that that is the case. Yeah. But if I had seen this at the time, I think I probably would have been like, that guy, he's moved from writing to directing. He can fucking do it. Yeah, which he we know has he the can. brains there. Oh. Yeah, I'm all... Like, this... The idea that this uh, gets sort of mixed reviews mm-hmm. from critics is baffling to me. Like, this is a great... This is what it you want for a popcorn horror. You want it to make you jump. You want it to make you kind of scared. Mm-hmm. Made me very scared. And you want it to be entertaining. It's all of that. And it's not even... It's not that long. Yeah. It's like... Yes. It's like so, a perfect Saturday night movie. Exactly. Mixed reviews. But also lower reviews than Insidious 1 which is baffling to me as well like this movie in my opinion is because Insidious 1 
I would say the first half of it is a compared to this. It's the second half where it goes off the rails. This movie is so focused on being one thing, one piece, with all those, you know, uh, influences or whatever. But it's one movie from start to finish. It doesn't, when I say it takes left turns, it's like unexpected things happen. But the story still tracks. Insidious 1, when they go into the further, I'm out of it. I'm completely out of it because they go all in on the demons being weird, which I suppose they should. But at the same time, they're kind of humanoid. So it's like, well, why does he have a red face? If he's still going to, like, make him super fucking weird. But he's still got arms and legs. He still looks like a person with yeah. a red face. Whereas this one sort of tones that down and all the demons, they just are people. They're yeah. just people. So it's more boring in that sense, but it makes me scared. Yeah. Because I can understand what they are. Um, I'm all in. Like, this movie, the I idea that it's got mixed it. reviews is baffling me. It is fucking great. It's Sidious Chapter 3. If you've not seen it and you don't care about spoilers because we've already spoiled it all and you've listened this way, fucking watch it. Like, it's so good. And you don't need to have seen 1 and 2 because this is set before. This is a prequel. It's so good. It is so good. It is. I loved it. It scared me. This is probably the film that scared me the most that we've covered in the podcast for a lot. Probably this year. Because I'm trying to think, what have we done this year? The Grudge? Mm. Yeah. Wreck. I mean, I love the Wreck films, but they don't terrify they don't scare me. You. Yeah, they're more like uh, adrenaline. Uh, the Omen, the Omen, the original one did scare me the first time I saw it, but it doesn't anymore. Yeah. And then Hannibal, I love Hannibal, but again, it doesn't scare it doesn't me. Doesn't scare you, yeah. And then Insidious and Insidious Chapter Two. This one left a mark. Holy shit! Did it leave a mark? <laughs> like this, still to this. Still. A couple yes. of days later, I'm still like. That fucking face on the stairs. Like last night when I like you stay here to watch a movie or something, and I was like, I'm going to bed. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to the kitchen. I didn't go to the kitchen. It was all <laughs> dark, and I was like, Nope, because <laughs> then the window I can see something through there, and I'm no, nope, I'm just going to brush my teeth and bye. <laughs> so yeah, this is Insidious Chapter Three. We loved it. Loved it. Uh, so yeah, watch it because uh, yeah, you are up for something really really good here. So. Yeah, thank you for listening. Gracias por escucharnos. Y hasta la próxima. Bye.